0: Yo, what it is? His? What it is? He? We back another, another podcast, you know what I'm saying? This is the Equip, the podcast, and you already know the saying, stay ready so you don't have to get...
1: You ain't got to get
0: ready. Ready, ready, ready. Let's get it. I hope everyone's having a great week, morning, evening, you know, whenever you're deciding to listen or to watch this episode, hope everyone is doing well, had a good weekend. Brother, Brother Chop, how, how, how was your weekend, by the
2: way? My man my week weekend was cool celebrated um you know uh i had a friend's birthday today Um, uh, so that was cool but find out you know i have to talk earlier like my grandfather's in the hospital um so yeah just gotta pray for him man and um yeah that's about it but uh, it was cool it was it was a cool weekend different um yeah and we'll talk about that too um good you know,
1: good, good. Yeah. oh yeah good
0: that's why that's why i like to hear that's why i like that's to hear me. And we, of course, you already know we got another good episode for y'all. of So make sure you like, subscribe, do all that good stuff, help us out as we, you know, continue this podcast thing. So, you know, just help us out forward. You know, do your thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: you already know, without further ado, we can get straight into what we're talking about today. And the topic, if you know this by, either on the, the uh, if you listen on the podcast form, obviously you can see it written on there, or if you're watching YouTube, either or. But... The episode is, does Christian traditions matter? Mm. Do they actually matter? Because um, I believe we're in a culture and in, in a climate right now where it's like, traditions is bad. Like, mm. they're bad. Like, they're old. This is what used to be done. We don't need to do this anymore type thing. You know, like, oh, our grandparents and our parents, they used to treat us this way. So now they treat us bad. So now we're going to change it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and from a standpoint I kind of can understand what the thought process is initially when you hear that cuz I get it some things that you don't need you don't have to do it or continue to do it. like wedding, like tra- certain traditions like for instance oh. when it comes to like weddings and stuff like that there's certain wedding traditions that they everybody used to do back in the day which now you know what I'm saying people you know people switch it up you know time jump is, on the
1: broom that was one of them
0: you know, thomas you you've been you was married you've been married you, what's it been you are married mm-hmm. now right and mm-hmm. your wedding was like what like man, how long five years you- it'll be
2: it'll be eight years in august what eight years bro and'
1: married eight,
2: eight years in august bro Isn't that crazy <laughs> <laughs> eight years bro
0: I'm, you were like the earliest in the crew to get so mm-hmm. doesn't make sense but shout out to that nosh i wish i had a little
2: I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <I> get, <laughs> get that joint.
0: Yeah. That's almost a decade in this thing. When I'm just almost
2: a, almost a decade I'm
0: just getting started later on this
2: year. Yes, indeed.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But going through the whole uh wedding, you know, thing, you know, we're discussing, you know, doing things differently, not traditional
2: things. Mm-hmm.
0: So like, yeah, yeah. So, you know, going through this whole wedding planning process and thinking of, t- talking about what we can do versus what you know traditionally, you know, mm-hmm. not doing the same things, which is fine, right? But, like, when it comes to Christianity, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's this wave where it's like, who cares, about court, who cares about doctrine? Who cares about what these old people, like, because, you know, because the automatic assumption is like, well, these old guys, they got in, together in a room and they was like, you, they we're just going to decide, we're going to, you know, this, this, that, and the third. And then they just, they, they all just went with it. You know what I mean? Like, that, that, you know, and since these old guys did it back then, who cares about, what they did or what they did it for like who cares right mm. uh we needed to switch that up because that's how it used to be done you know and since there were christians who did bad things right we should just get rid of everything they did because they said they were christians and did bad things right you know mm. what i mean
1: mm. and
0: I think we're just in this wave where it's like christian traditions like, or certain things that's in the faith that's traditional the things that they've been doing since like 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 years ago like now yeah. years ago like we talking like second, third century type things, right? Right. Um, and they're just saying forget you, right? So I kind of want to, you know, have a have a conversation, you know, quickly about Christian traditions. Like, do they actually matter, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, and really talk about why we have certain things, right? Because a lot of times people like to make statements and and not really know why mm-hmm. or how things got to where they're at. Right, and it's not always this some deep, dark secret. Uh, like oh, they're hiding stuff from us, and you know, it's it's just like no, y'all, it's it's really not like that. Okay, y'all watch too much Die Guys and all that other nonsense, Da Vinci
2: Code, and all that, and you know,
0: yeah, y'all watching too much of this stuff, and they're literally lying to y'all. It's sad, you know what I'm saying? When there's literally plethora of books out here that literally tells you, holy, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? But we're really gonna get into that. Talk about Christian, you know, traditions and things like that. Is there anything you wanted to add, real quick, before we really get started? While I get these notes of things out.
2: So it's funny. I I saw this meme uh, maybe a couple months, like maybe a couple weeks ago. It said, "It said traditions. It said, it said famous traditions is nothing but uh, peer pressure from uh from our dead ancestors or something like that." I think I saw. I think I saw uh, a- something, something like that. That joke was. Yeah, I, think I saw something <laughs> like that. Until and, and until a, a certain point, it's kind of true in a sense. <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> hey, joke was funny because you know so, sometimes i guess it depends on like how legalistic do you see my it is do you see my huh. yeah you can see my i guess it depends on how like legalistic people are about them because some people they're like we got to do the tradition we got to do this blah, blah 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 and it's like you know if they, they they make it a uh almost like a law in the sense that this has to be done where i mean it will get into it so well I, I just thought that meme was funny right
1: I see that
0: meme too because it, it is actually pretty funny. I saw that. Shape me, all right. <laughs> so let's start with like the bases here. Okay. Because the thing is, is like, why do we, you know, because some people think like, all right, like some of the core doctrine stuff doesn't really matter, right? Maybe talk mm. you know, about like, the trinity or jesus divinity or like you know him being virgin birth all that stuff like all the core doctrine non-debatable type stuff right Where mm-hmm. yeah people think like that's not necessarily important to have mm-hmm. him, like, be a christian right mm-hmm. because you know we have you know progressive christianity movement where they just literally like deconstructing all the traditional faith and the reason why the faith got here in the first place you know what i mean like right. you know I mean, this whole progressive christianity thing that's going on and, they, and they're really removing like you know core doctrines of why we're believers in the first place right mm-hmm. and i think when it like when it comes to that it's like at the end of the day when you join anything right there has to be things you believe in when you join something right no matter what it actually is like when you join a team mm-hmm. when you join a fraternity or friend, some type of group there's some belief or some guidelines that you go by Did mm-hmm. you actually have to Say you agree with in order to join this thing, right? Oh, yeah, oh, well, so yeah. It's, like, it's like that with everything. It's like that with everything, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, with like, people in France, they got their little oaths and stuff, like, I mean, which I, I ain't trying to go in that route, but you know, but mm-hmm. they they have a whole old thing that they had to read and believe in before you know, before you know, before they had to go into you know, the process, right? Like, when you join any sports team, right. The coach will lay down guidelines that look you had to abide by these guidelines in order to be on this team, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You have to abide by the guidelines and understand it to be a part of the team. But when it came to Christianity, for some reason it's just like that's no, it's just some old guys did it. They know what they they, they were just doing it because they were doing it, and we're just going to remove it. But like in everyday society, we see this. Right. This is a this is a normal thing that we do. But when it comes to Christianity, sometimes it seems like it just seems like you know we need to remove 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 because you know of, of what things on social media has presented are these memes coming out here saying certain information you know without really backing it up and really you know checking what it actually is right
2: right so
0: i wanted to talk about really the like like the creeds and stuff like that real quickly because mm-hmm. that's where we get our doctrine from right, right? so and i'm not going to read the whole entire thing right but but so when y'all hear like trinity jesus divinity Like these being the core doctrine stuff, right? I'm going to tell you where we actually get it from, okay? Mm -hmm. So we have the Apostles' Creed, right? The Apostles' Creed was like second century-ish, right? And, you know, it's right here. That's the whole creed. You literally can look this up on Google. It's not hard, right?
2: I believe in God,
0: Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, Born originally, he suffered on a pointless pile. was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, uh, the communion of the saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and everlasting. Amen. Then, later on, at the Council of Nausea, uh, 325, they, they had another council. Like I said, we're going to talk about why these... You know why these creeds
2: came up. Okay, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and while we go into that, um, I think that it's important for people to understand too, with what like, creeds and everything like that. They were important because, like, in those like agrarian societies and things like, they didn't necessarily have, um, you know, like they didn't have a lot of money to afford books and, and things like that and scrolls. So that stuff was expensive, and, and so the creeds were designed for people who necessarily couldn't work first couldn't really read you know i mean they couldn't write but it made it, it they were designed for people to to uh understand what's going on you know what's, what's what's going on with the uh with the faith and everything like that and to make it easily memorable for them you know something that they could kind of go back to and refer to because again a lot of people didn't have um you know writing utensils you know they just didn't they weren't they were kind of literate back back in the day just to be honest and so the creeds whether it be a creed, confession, or catechism, those things are designed for people again to oh. memorize what the core beliefs are when they couldn't, you know, read it so that they they'll be able to recite it and and still uh, understand what's going on. And uh, that in itself kind of forms a tradition, if you will. So, right. Mm-hmm.
0: So, this was the non seen creed. Like I said, we're going to get into all what, what the purpose of what why these creeds were formed, right? And this is also the non seen creed 325, right? I believe in God, believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son, born of the Father before all ages. God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him, all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, has come down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit, was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under. Pointless pilot, he suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He mm-hmm. will come again in glory. The judge of the living and the dead And his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic Church, the apostle Apostolic Church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead in life and life come to the world. All right. So now these are the two like well it's not the you know, th- these are part of like the part three of the most important, like
1: right, right.
0: Mm-hmm. There is another one that comes to noble and all that, right? But that's mm-hmm. that, that was for a different that was for a different reason. But this is what we're talking about. This is the core doctrine stuff we're talking about, like when we're talking about like the Trinity. When we're talking about Jesus' divinity, like him being virgin birth, you know, him resurrected from the you know, stuff like that. Right. And, why, and why we actually believe this, right? And there's actually a chart here. That's a simple chart. I wish I could click on it to make it bigger.
2: That's a nice chart, okay.
0: Yeah, Google. You know, we can Google everything else with this. That's you know, a- but, you know, they there, there. All right. Oh, dang God, I wish there was like a way I could zoom this in.
1: Alright, um Is there a way hold on
0: Okay that that okay that that did We'll go back to what it was. Hold on. Uh
1: actually maybe I can just go to photos. Well let uh
2: And why why are you pulling that up too, man? You know, I can just add as well, like you know, like these the also the another another reason uh, that the creeds were necessary in like you know in that traditional is because you know they're they're up against a lot of okay, you know, cool. different it. you know different ideologies and different you know teachings of the church, you know, uh, you know of, of of scripture, and so. They had to, you know, basically solidify what the church actually believes because during this time they wanted, you know, again, during look at the creed, it says they believe in the Catholic Church, which is the you know, like a universal or like yeah, I was gonna church. say I'm glad we explained it because right. no
0: Catholic Church what it is today. Catholic no, um, is the universal overall church, mm-hmm. not like the different than
1: like the whole no, it's not exactly
2: different. and so so yeah, so so they they kind of wanted one message to so that to, to move forward, and that was the purpose of of that creed. Um and uh and I see it. So, you know, again, it's to, you know, um go up against, yeah, you know, again, they were going up against different ideologies. And so the the elders of of the churches and everything came together. It was like, this is what we believe, this is what we believe the scripture says. We're gonna write it down, you know, we're gonna confess it and all that. And um it's gonna be a part of our confession. So makes sense.
0: So and also like the also one of the biggest reasons why the creeds were formed because creed means belief.
2: Absolutely, yep.
0: Mm-hmm. belief on Latin. Um, mm-hmm. So the whole point is also with creeds being around and why they was formed because there was opposition, mm-hmm. right? You had Gnostic writings, Gnostic mm-hmm. people, like Gnostic Christians, Gnostics and things like that opposing the faith and getting people like confused and things like that, where they were trying to even interlip and trying to say someone was Christian writing and things like that. So... They came up with creeds because of like heretics Uh heretics, and and and, you know, and false, you know, and false teachings and stuff like that. So they came up with the creeds so that way Christians can be safe and protected from false teachings that were out at around that time, you know what I mean? So, like, the origin, you know, it was around like 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 around like second century when this happened, like second century, right? So, way before Council of Nicaea stuff, where everyone's trying to say Christianity was around Council of Nicaea when literally every book of the Bible was already written. By this. Right, and, and starting to be circulated around churches and, and things like that, right? Um, so yeah, but so like that's why creeds were, were started in the first place. It's not because some guys were in a room, you know. What I'm saying just bored and be like, all right, we're just gonna do this. No, like there was, you know, heretics, there was Gnosticism, Dulcicism, which is a form of Gnosticism, mm-hmm. all around, and Christians made this creed so that way they they knew the proper beliefs to protect them from false teaching and heretics and things like that so the not creed right when we look at the council of Nicaea, mm-hmm. and you'll have people that will circulate memes talking about christianity was invented the council of Nicaea, which is kept because literally no one obviously no one read the council of Nicaea, which you can yeah. easily see what happened like there's literally mad affirmation like people try to act like the council of Nicaea is some secret deep down type thing that's hitting and stuff like that when you can literally go look it up yep. you can literally read apostolic father's Early mm-hmm. apostolic fathers, post Nicene fathers, books, and stuff like that. You could look at even early church history books, have what happened there. Yep. Right? So, what happened at the Council of Nicaea was a discussion that Constantine brought church leaders to Nicaea to discuss Jesus' divinity.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what it was
0: about. It wasn't about making books of the Bible. It wasn't about writing the Bible. It wasn't about none of that. It's about a guy named Arius, who was saying Jesus was created.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's what it was about which yes. is a heresy, okay? So they brought all the church leaders out with Athanasius, uh, a church father from Africa,
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay, not a white guy, from Africa, was one of the main components defending it and going against that Jesus was a created being, and that's what the Council of Nicaea was about. Mm-hmm. So after they debated and stuff like that, and they realized he was a heresy, oh, well, he I mean, granted, people still had the beliefs, but pretty much Athanasius and other church leaders did their thing during it. So they came up with the Nicene Creed, which I, they didn't, like, make it up right then and there. Like, it took, a, you know, it took a couple months. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. People be like, like, oh, they didn't know. Like, it actually took a couple months for all these church leaders to come together.
1: Right. right.
0: And mention Jesus being divine and stuff like that. And came up with a new creed and new belief because there was heresy. Uh-huh. It had nothing to do with, um, you know, it had nothing to do with, like I said, like, old white men, you know what I'm saying, because that's what everyone likes to say, old white guys coming together and making up the Bible and all this and that blah, blah, blah. Like, that wasn't the case at all, right? Mm-hmm. And Constantine is always the person they always try to go at with this, like Constantine, Constantine, right? Which, honestly, a lot of scholars don't even believe Constantine was actually a believer really. Like, he liked, oh, yeah. liked Christianity. Like, it's a debate if he was really a Christian or not, because he liked, he did help Christianity out with the with the uh, edict of Milan that helped,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and I remember at this time, before Constantine went in power and stuff like that, Christianity was illegal, meaning the white man was actually persecuting Christians, uh-huh. which is pretty funny, right? The white man was actually, you know, you know. and I'm not trying to say nothing about the white man, but I'm talking about for certain communities, that's how they viewed it. So that's why we have the type of language that we're having. But, you know, the, since the Edict of Milan, where he actually made Christianity illegal, where now Christians can be more public about their faith, they don't have to worry about being persecuted and dying. For, you know, worshiping Jesus and spreading the gospel and things like that. Because uh, Constantine liked certain elements of Christianity. He liked it. But it's still the mm-hmm. way he's actually a believer or not. You know what I'm saying? So him being like this poster boy for Christianity and stuff like that is, you know, when you actually read it, the the actual sources, it's like, it, it's kind of crazy how, you know, we get to this point because you know, all these people circulating these beans who never read the material and they don't want to read the material. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They don't to narratives because they just want to support these narratives which granted it sounds good it's it's, it's it was time a long though when i used to kind of think almost like the same thing kind of or like thinking like okay maybe, you know what i'm saying until i actually was like you know what let me actually read this myself let me mm-hmm. actually read it. because it's not hard but it's like if you really care about truth and really care about this stuff that you no matter what it is whether you want to buy a book and actually read it then you'll do it but some people, some people just don't want to do it but Council of Nicaea was about to refute the Aryan heresy. That's what, yep. that's what it was about. And then they came up with a creed of belief, again, to talk about the divinity of Jesus, him being God. You know what I'm saying? Not mm-hmm. him being included, being it. That's what the uh, Council of Nicaea was about, which is why we have the creeds. So we have the creeds because they help us with false teaching. They help mm-hmm. us with heresy and things like that. Like, that, that was a real thing, right? And, you know, I feel like we're in a, a state, even the faith, where it was like, you can't talk you can't call people out or you can't say this
1: nothing
0: mm. like that went all through the bible that's literally what they were doing you okay. know what I'm that's literally what you know they they literally were um calling out boss you know of faith hold on one mm-hmm. second i got some i got some bible verses i can pull up real mm-hmm. all right it, it, it's literally all through the bible yep Look, let's look here. Let's look here real quick. Hold on. Uh, scroll down real quick. Cause let's look at Old Testament. Old Testament, look at Deuteronomy 1820. Mm-hmm. But a prophet who presumes to speak in my name, anything I have not commended, or a prophet who speaks in the name of other gods is to put to death.
2: Put to death.
0: to death. So if you was a false prophet back in second century BC, you you was gonna die. Yep. And honestly, if it, it was that I'm not saying this should happen. Okay, let me just be clear. But I'm just saying if it was we do under the same pretenses, how many of these people would tell me God told me this, God say that, and all this other thing. I don't think you'll you'll see that right. you mm-hmm. even, even have here in 2 Timothy 2:15 through 18, Paul writing to Timothy his protege, where he's literally calling people by name. Yep. He literally says this: Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. A worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. But avoid irre- irreverent babble, for it will lead people into more and I mean into more and more ungodliness. And their talk will spread like game green. Among them are Hymenius and Philetus, who has swerved from the truth, saying that they that the resurrection has already happened and they are upsetting the faith of some.
2: Oh.
0: For demons. In love with the present world has deserted me and gone to Thessalon- Thess- Thessalonica. Mm-hmm. since has gone to Galatia, Titus to Domitian. So that's another person he's calling out, saying that he's uh-huh. in the present world. So go ahead,
1: Thomas.
2: No, no, that was it. it. You know, and you know, this I had another scripture just back it up. It's like 1 uh, Timothy chapter 6. Because if anyone teaches a different doctrine that does not agree with the sound words of our Lord, uh, oh, I have that on yeah and teaching the chords with godliness he is puffed up with conceit and understands nothing he has an unhealthy craving for controversy and quarrels with about words which produce envy dissension slander and evil suspicions so again man you know uh the you know the 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 scriptures are are like adamant about us understanding doctrine again going back to why we have part of the creeds because if you know they didn't have again they didn't have scriptures uh like the lay person have scripture so they they relied on the creeds in order to protect from these false teachers from these you know heretics whatever because like, again they just couldn't oh, let me open my Bible up they didn't have Bibles they just had to rely on while, you know the, the oral tradition in a sense or what Paul would say these these are faithful sayings those faithful sayings is again the creed. it, it actually was at first Corinthians first Corinthians uh that's where uh, there was actually um the, the the Apostles' Creed is in that. When I'm not mistaken, First Corinthians chapter, which which chapter is that?
0: Oh, you're talking about um, um like they, were they were some scholars say that's like probably like the first. Christian, I, yeah, yeah, the first, yeah, the first Apostles Creed. about Gentile like.
1: Gentiles.
2: Mm. And right like and, and so and then that that tradition and again the tradition had to been had to been built up first before it you know before it is no one just comes out and they're, they're just stuff that doesn't happen out of the blue It had to be faith people saying this and circulating this for it to be so widely you know accepted that it was just a faithful people were just saying it, it was you know it's, it's, it's like the equivalent of us walking down you know us you know in our in our context saying facts that we know that are true like you know for instance i'm gonna say you know like michael jordan's a goat i'm saying that this is what it is and so the fact that i can say that is because the knowledge is already circulated and everyone kind of you know a lot of people are uh, kind of accept that anyway you know what i'm saying now lebron is another story well that's another uh, topic but, <laughs> but 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 the point is is that this information has been circulated it's it's com- almost like common knowledge in the sense of like of the tradition of the community so again traditions and those things take time to build up and you know and um, that leads into the creeds again
0: Yep, and you know that's important because all through scripture from Jesus Peter, Mm -hmm. Paul you know Moses all these like Jeremiah like you know all these people in the Bible you know what I'm saying it's literally in Christianity to warn people of false prophecy false teachers Things like Mm -hmm. that too, because these people are getting people away from the truth of God. You know what I'm saying? Like it's we're time and time again, it's a warning. Like this has been something that's been happening since second century BC. You know what I'm saying? Like this is something that's been warned about since then. You know what I mean? Like warning people. And honestly, it even tells us to test the spirits of what people say. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Test like don't believe what people are just saying. Test it. Look Mm -hmm. up what they're saying. You know what I'm saying? Test test the spirits. See go to God and see what they're saying is actually you know, it's true. Right. So, you know, that's why we have these creeds that believe in things like that. Like, a big portion of that is to protect believers, especially since they couldn't have you know certain scriptures and stuff right right, right away, from false mm. teaching and things mm-hmm. like that. That's why the early church, you know what I'm saying, especially in the first century, they were more likely to exclude any foreign writings that include, you know what I'm saying? Like, they mm-hmm. were very particular, you know, when it comes to that. So, that's why we have these creeds. That's why we have the core doctrines of, of Christianity, because it's to protect believers. So mm-hmm. you don't know believe in it, because if you are believing in certain wrong things about the doctrines of Christianity, it can't sway you away.
1: Yeah. From, oh, yeah.
0: from, from, you know, I mean, not can't, it will sway you away You know, from the truth in some form or fashion, you know what I mean? And that's why we have these things, you know what I'm saying? It's not just because, you know, these guys made it up just to make it up or are we just you know people are just bored it's like they're trying to protect people from from not going with the truth and listening to lies and things like that because there are people out here that will claim christ that are telling people lies it it happens all the time it's been happening since the first
2: century absolutely and and and, and, then yeah and and also just to kind of just to kind of give you some scripture support of what what you know i've been talking about is the fact that again it's protecting the church because you know the like I, I give the scripture Second Timothy chapter four first chapter excuse me Second Timothy four three, and it says that for uh, the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine or endorse sound doctrine. Yep. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what they are what their itching ears want to hear. Again, the reason why we have the you know the 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 creeds and. And this thing is to protect, it's puts to put a hedge around a sound doctrine. So it's, it's almost like the Pharisees, where, where God's given the law through Moses, and then up until the time of the Pharisees, they actually they actually had their traditions and everything as a hedge to protect them from violating the the you know the laws of God. So uh in a sense, of the creed, though you know the, the creeds are truth, um, they are a hedge to to protect you know, Christians from, you know, or, you know, people from believing false uh, information again, you know, cause some people will, you know, some people just wanna hear anything. And, and again, also, and another thing is that those, those traditions, I just thought about it, are a good witness to to show you what was believed and when, because I think that a lot of, a lot of times we have arguments, um, people will say, well, the church never believed this, like, you know, this was never, this is not an original idea. This, this idea came, you know, whatever. Like, again, you mentioned Nicaea, right? Oh, this, this idea came 300, no, no, go to the early apostles. go, go to those, those those early creeds. And it shows you the tradition. And so that way, you know, okay, my belief is is true. This is accepted by, it was been accepted by the church. This was, you know, originally, you know, and it's, and of course it's, um, it's aligned to the scriptures that, uh, that, um, that were around at that time in circulation. And so, um, again, man, it's it's just a, it's a faithful witness to uh, to what to what we believe,
0: mm-hmm. and that's why we have a lot of these creeds and these beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. It is to protect us, it's to protect the church. To know what mm-hmm. you believe in, so that way you know if you're a Christian when you have these beliefs. And these guys who are, who, like I said, there was already the scripture was already, the canon was already done, Christianity was already like established and things like that. It was just they made these creeds because of false heresies out there, um, and people yeah. claiming to be of Christ and leading people astray and stuff like that, that's why they came together and made the core doctrines. like, what right. the core doctrines right. actually are, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, they got their dips, you know what I mean, not, like I said, you know, that, that was the main point, you know what I'm saying? Like, how these just be lying to you, um, saying like, oh, this was made because of this, or this is just made because of, uh, you know, da-da-da-da-da, um, Nah, you know that, that's not what it is at all. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know one thing we're bringing to the table is just the fact that, um, you know these traditions or creeds, really, it's not even a tradition; it's a creed. Like this is a belief, mm-hmm. like this is, or you know, core doctrine. You know, like right. that's something that is important to the faith. It is important to the faith, right? And one thing I do think that the church does wrong, or not, I'm not all churches. Obviously, I'm not talking about the global church, obviously, but I think. You know, for what I've seen, experienced my own self, and what I've basically seen is because, you know, because especially when you look at the seeker-friendly churches and stuff like that, and I'm not gonna, you know, name jobs, I used to <laughs> know, um, but it's like the whole purpose is just to get people to, to say the sinner's air quote the sinner's prayer and stuff like that, have them have this Jesus experience, have the sinner's prayer and stuff like that, and then as soon as you get saved, we t- we tell you that we counted all, it so we can say, oh, we got all these salvations or whatever,
1: right. and then we just.
0: Say, all right, now we can serve it, and that's it. See, the problem is because the thing is, like, year the year, you have all these people saying people will get 5,000, 4,000, all these people getting saved, but yet we're getting worse. Mm. You know, when you look at statistically what people actually believe about Christianity, it's way far than what you think. Yep. We think people people think Jesus actually sinned for crying out loud, but they're saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, stuff like they mm. really believe that, and that's because when people are saying they profess Jesus, uh, which sometimes that could be from an emotional response instead of actually knowing the knowledge right. and actually in a certain way it could be you know they could be wound up emotionally you know not all the time being manipulated but a lot of time it's manipulative at times you know what I'm saying I'm not saying mm-hmm. like uh, you know there's no genuine conversion because there's tons of genuine conversions I'm not saying that but there are a lot of conversions that are only because of emotional impulses
1: and oh,
0: not yeah. on and feeling movement of the spirit but What I'm saying is the fact that once people are actually getting saved, we're not teaching them the doctrine.
2: Right. You
0: know what I'm saying? No matter how complicated it may seem, which is going to seem complicated because these people don't know the gospel. They don't know the details. They don't know the intricate stuff about Jesus and the gospel and stuff like that. Like, Of course, it's going to be difficult for them to understand right away, but that's why you teach them. That's what discipleship is. You know what I'm saying? Like, As soon as you get saved, you don't go out and preach. No, you know, you go under somebody. I mean, you can spread the gospel, obviously. You can do that. But I'm talking about as far as, like, teaching? No.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: You're under somebody, and they're teaching you. Like, they're discipling you. That's what Paul was doing with Timothy and Titus. Well, even though most of the time, they were pretty much in the mix at that time. But at, 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 at the beginning point, that's what Paul was to them. You know what I'm saying? And then once you get to a certain point where you actually learn then you're able to go out and teach. But the thing is, we don't teach. People about Jesus' divinity. We don't teach them about the evidence of resurrection. We don't teach them about what the Trinity is. We don't teach them about um, these things. So all we're doing is plugging people into serving as you know. Which I'm obviously not saying serving doesn't help your relationship with Jesus, but you're not learning. So when they hear the next wind or the next thing or the next thing that sounds compelling and stuff like that, they all they dipping out. Yep. Which they dipping out. They dipping out of Christianity.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, what I
0: mean? they hearing this next thing like, oh, you know what, or oh, you know what, they never or. You know what I'm saying? I think as the church, we gotta do a lot better when it comes to that because we're not, you know, we're not teaching like as soon as people get saved, that's the first thing they should be learning is this. Oh that yeah. Should be- that sure. should be that should be step one. You know what I'm saying? We serving guests, do that too, sure. Right? But we should be teaching them this mm-hmm. so they get to understand this, so they actually know, like teaching them this. Like we should have people at the church teaching them this. This is important. This is how people, you know, don't fall away. You know, this how people get their you know their understanding and things like that. This what helps them with their theology. I I feel like that's what is lacking
2: now. Um, Yeah, and and, you know, it's funny. I I, as we have this conversation, I was thinking about you know, I think that uh, a a lot of people, a lot, well, the church, some churches that you know, again, not all churches, but some churches, they, they, I guess they go in into this habit of like, well, we're gonna we're gonna get rid of these traditions because. Of again, and you mentioned it earlier about um, like the the past pain that that we've that we've endured. You know, I, I mean, I mean, the church has kind of uh, perpetuated uh, against the society, right? And that's understandable, right? You know, there's certain things that that maybe we <laughs> we shouldn't do, like Christian boarding schools or Christian, you know, that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I and I get that, right? Because it's like you know that some things are definitely harmful, and so but. A, a lot of times I think we throw the baby out with the bathwater, man. And, and, you know, and yeah. it's like, I think yeah. we have to really, really kind of examine what is important and what is actually the truth. And again, that goes back to the scriptures, right? Mm-hmm. Go, when we go to the script and we actually and and again, <laughs> this is reading. This is this is understanding that. We have to read the word and 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 I will say in this society, in this American society, a uh, Western society in the Western context, there's so many illiterate Christians and and it's like, there's no, there's no need to, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we, we have the most, we're we're the most educated, but we're the most biblically illiterate society that exists in the sense where, where, well, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's crazy. And so, you know, and that, that statement could have been inflated, but you get what I'm saying. It's like, we, we act like we don't know what the Bible says. And we, we have, you know, a plethora of, Sure know, commentaries. We have so many witnesses, man, and it's just like, but it goes back to what is what does a Bible say and get rid of the things that culture does. Right. If it's if it's helpful, keep it. Right. And I, I had a, actually had a verse. Uh, in, uh, I think it was in Philippians um, chapter uh, four, I believe. Philippians chapter four, verses verse eight. Um, Paul says finally brothers whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things and like you know I, I think that like you know some traditions aren't bad right if if those yep. things are, are worthy you know if not, like what I mean I'm using that as, as, a, as a framework of, of keeping these things if this is working if this is good if this is you know uh, holy and all that and it brings people together then keep the tradition like there's no point of you know just just keep it if, if if it brings the church together it unites people keep it but get rid of the things that are not helpful so
0: and actually that's the next point I want to go on to because mm-hmm. you know and like I said I'm not going to do no deep you know this this is mm-hmm. a no deep dive of explaining each detail of each holiday and the pushback and stuff like that for this but I just want to tell the general census because Yep. A big topic that always comes around is like, you know, Christmas and Easter, right? Because that's two of like two of the biggest um Christian celebrations, you know. Right, and, right. You know, that's the time where people on the post stuff saying, Oh, you're worshiping pagan stuff and all this pagan, blah 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? All this all this pagan things, right? Um But when you actually start to look up sources of these and like to mention, I ain't gonna lie, I kinda dipped in this Kool-Aid like, you know, like five, six years ago. Like, you know, these I was almost at the point where it's like who cares about, you know, Christmas and, you know, and stuff, and stuff like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not really, you know, I kind of dipped in this Kool-Aid. So mm. I, I, I kind of went in there in a little bit. You know, so I kind of thought mm. about it like, nah. Uh, like, I was never like, oh, my God, we need to stop, da, da da But it was like, it wasn't like a big like a big deal. About it. So
1: right.
0: Like, I think part of that, too, was how commercialized Christmas was. Like, how people used it. Like, it's always about gifts and da 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 And I, I was kind of annoyed by that. Not his oh, yeah. birthday or anything. Like, I never was turned off by that. But just everything else that came with the commercialized way of Christmas is and stuff like that, right? Yeah. But, you know, when you, when you talk about Easter and stuff like that, people just be like, well, you know, this is a pagan and they stole it from the, you know, the, they stole it from, you know, like from the pagans and, you know, da 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 da, da like, right? And it's just like when you think about it, right?
1: Because
0: yeah. there's this, and you can look, and I have the PDF for this because I don't have the actual book, but you can read this book, Encyclopedia of Easter, Carnival and Land. Okay, this book has everything that has to do with Easter, like how they got the eggs, how we got blah, 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 blah right? And but then it, you could see, read, like right? it says, you know, in Rome, the earliest celebration of Easter on the Sunday following the start of the Passover took place around the year 165.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, in other words, Christians have been celebrating Easter since 180 165.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? When you get all, all these other pagan. Uh, stuff that they be talking about on Easter. It's way later that the Roman pagan stuff was like way later. We talk about eighty one sixty, and some even think there's even earlier than that. Like Christians have been celebrating Easter since then. Like it's mm-hmm. always been, as soon as like it literally like the first of the day, like the first day of the week, which is Sunday. Scripture even talks about how Christians gather together
1: for that. Like you know,
0: early, like you know, early church history. The biggest, biggest part of their worship was communion. Yep. And what is communion talking about?
2: Mm. Jesus. Jesus.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like,
2: that goes back to what, Acts 2, I think. Like, mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: that's literally like the early Christians, they literally, like, some of the biggest ways they worship was literally communion. They made sure they did that every week. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Every week. Like, you see historical details of that. Like, this, like I said, they've been worshiping the, the, the uh, Jesus' resurrection. Like, this is something we sell and why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we? If we do? believe that our Savior has risen and we're now saved to have eternal life through him, right, like, why would we not celebrate that? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, just the, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have scriptures earlier than this talking about, you know, what Jesus did and things like that, and then after the gospel and after he resurrected and sent into to heaven and what transpired after that and how people changed that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but my point is, is that Early Christians has been celebrating this. like, And that's the earliest written account is 165.
2: Right.
1: right?
0: We even say it's earlier than that. So pretty much they've been celebrating this for mm. a thousand years. A thousand mm. years, bro. Like celebrating Easter, which is we're celebrating the resurrection of our Savior. We know Ishtar, which Ishtar, I'm not even going to get into that. But it, yeah, that's just. a conversation, which literally don't no even know that either because that has nothing to do with literally Easter. I mean, or, or, or you know, the resurrection and things like that. But, like, if you're out there, like I said, if you're out there and you're a believer in Christ, why would you not celebrate the resurrection of Jesus? Mm. Just think about that. that. Why would you not celebrate the resurrection of Jesus? Let's just say, for instance, Christians took some idea from whatever Roman pagans or whatever. Let's just say they took one little thing, maybe the day they did it. They were like, oh, yeah, they they do the celebration. Let's do it on Sunday, too. Why does it matter? Mm. It really doesn't matter because the thing is, what are you actually celebrating? Right. You know me like, what do you actually sell? You're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. Which, if you look at rising and dying gods, there is no other one like
1: Jesus. Mm-hmm.
0: Whether you're talking about Egyptian yep. mythology or Greek mythology, there is no dying and rising god in any of those. Mm-hmm. So, but Jesus, he's specifically different for all you Jesus mythicist people out there mm-hmm. you have to say Jesus is like horse and all this other stuff. Which clearly tells me you don't read the story of these so-called gods because yeah, that's,
2: yeah. that that stuff's ridiculous, man. You know
0: like like I said, I ain't trying, you know, I ain't trying to get into all that. You know what I'm saying? That's a whole other episode. We could definitely talk about that too. But my point is they've been doing this way earlier than all these pagan stuff y'all talking about. And why wouldn't we as believers celebrate resurrection? You know what I'm saying? Just why wouldn't we? It's just, it's just it's just come on now. Like, why wouldn't we? Like this should be a tradition we should. Why would we not celebrate the resurrection of Jesus? Like this one to me it should be like no debate, honestly. You know what I'm saying? This should be this, to me, this should be no debate. Why, why not celebrate the resurrection of Jesus? Like you know,
2: this, is, this is this is no debate, in my opinion. Yeah, I I think about, you know, like especially like in the old testament. Um, because again, we have to remember that God is, you know, when, when he made a covenant with Israel, and you know, their their whole almost their whole society was based off of one one big historical event was what the Passover, right? And so they were given a holiday to commemorate what God has done for them, right? is mm-hmm. to bring them as to bring them literally to bring them out of a land of slavery into a new covenant to a promised land by which they were you know where they, where they worship God. and they're also you know to be grateful for that God told them, don't forget the holidays right. Now now the good thing about this it was like again God in the New Testament created a covenant bringing us out of slavery right yeah and 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 the good thing is that you know he didn't even he didn't even uh he's not he's not putting a burden on us to, to celebrate the holiday again because you know, that's kind of what we're talking about mm-hmm. but he but i you know i think that by the spirit is you know again we're just following the spirit of what the old testament did they they literally had the holiday celebrated them coming out of slavery yep. and walking into news so we're doing the same thing we, yep. we were we were slaves to sin Christ saved us and now we celebrate the resurrection because that's the means by which God has saved us was the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Exactly. So, again, it's, it's, it's following suit. So I don't I don't understand why people why people think that this is a, such a foreign thing. I'm like, bro, like it's, we're literally following the same tradition. You know what I'm saying? We're just celebrating the fact that we're, you know, that Christ is alive and, you know, and we're alive uh, because of him. So. Right. It's nothing- we
0: have, our faith is Jewish. Like, we have a Jewish, like, I'm not saying we're Judaism, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. to me, we're a completion of Christianity is a completion of Judaism. Mm-hmm. But, are we, like, our Savior is Jewish. Like, so a lot of stuff that they did is going to have Jewish, you know, it's Jewish. You feel me? That's like, right. even, like, the calendar, everything is Jewish. And mm-hmm. Jewish, the, the, you know, the culture, you know, the Jews, Israelites, slash Israelites, they did celebrations, Passover, Feast, all types of different celebrations. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's literally in the DNA. day. Celebration mm-hmm. its literally in the DNA of the faith. So the fact is, like every time we have a celebration, it is it is rooted to some pagan thing, which is even more, um, interesting even in itself. Which is funny because, um, oh, I wish I had
1: the book with the PDF, with me.
0: but it's funny because the term like pagan is what Christians used for everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like people who weren't directly with the faith. Like okay, this guy's almost like how a street dude. How they say who was not in the streets? They're civilians. Yep. That's how the term pagan used to be used for Christians. Like, okay, this person's like not a soldier of the horde. This person's like a pagan. Like mm-hmm. he's a, he's like he's not a soldier. He's not one of like one of us. Almost like that's how it was. So literally, if this was back then, we would call all these people pagans. Talk about why not? You know, talk about all this celebration of Easter is bad and all this. We like you're a pagan. Like you don't you don't even matter, Like you're a pagan, sir. You are a pagan because <laughs> you're correct. not a believer in Christ. You know what I'm saying? So, right. like, it would be the complete opposite, almost. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Dang, I wish I had to just, like, the, the actual book. But that's literally the pagan, like, because I forgot, because Christians did, like, kind of hijack, like, the pagan term and switched it into, like, okay, whoever are, aren't believers and soldiers of Christ, they're literally pagans. So we're labeled them as pagans. Right, right, right. Technically, Christians back then would be labeling all these people coming at Christianity. For celebrating the birth of Jesus or celebrating uh, his resurrection would be he, they would literally call them pagans. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's like it, it, it's funny the turn of it. and then um, and also real quickly just moving on. You know the Christmas because you know all right you know because when it comes to like even Christmas right, you know because the whole thing is like the September 25th thing. You know he wasn't born December 25th. All that, da that, that, that. You know what I'm saying? Like we, you know, I like and I understand. I get that right. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, we don't, no one knows Like, they make educated, and that's really what they heard The September 25th kind of came in Was like an educated guess that right, like, right. Church fathers do, like, if you look at this One right here, around uh 200 CE, Tertullian Of cartilage, reported a calculation Of the 14th of Nisan The day of crucifixion, according to The Gospel of John, and
1: mm-hmm. the year
0: Jesus Died was equivalent to March 25th In the Roman solar calendar nine, March 25th is, of course Nine months before December 25. It was later recognized as the Feast of Initiation, the commemoration of Jesus' conception. Thus, Jesus was believed to have been conceived and crucified on the same day same day of the year, exactly nine months later. Jesus was born on September 25th. You know, and this was Tertullian's writing in the Adverses of Adios uh, I, E-D- I can't pronounce this freaking word. It's uh, I-U-E A-E-O-S so, this is Tertullian's writing, which Tertullian was an early church father. A yep. Tertullian. Okay. Very popular dude, actually, in early mm-hmm.
1: churches.
0: Because um, he has some, you know, controversial views and stuff like that. But still a good church father, nonetheless. And this is around CE 200. We're talking about this. CE. You know, they try to bring up Saturnalia. Was it copying of that? That was, you know, back in, you know, 300 something yeah even though Senator Tornelius started December 17th you know what I'm saying yeah. or you know or all this other different stuff where we have writing documents where they're talking about uh early Christians and believers were trying to calculate it earlier than those opposed things like here's another one um when you look at uh hip uh hippolytus, oh,
2: hippolytus. hippolytus yeah mm-hmm. yeah
0: and this commentary on Daniel which was you know written around two oh two to two eleven AD where, you know, Schmidt, which is a writer, Schmidt, if you look at the commentary, of his translation of the commentary of Daniel, um, his name is T.C. Schmidt. And he says, um, Schmidt notes that five of the seven manuscripts from that contain December 25th as the date Jesus birth, and another offers 25th of either December or March. Right. So you mm-hmm. look at, the, you know, Hippolytus of Rome, writing this stuff down. 202 and 211, you know, A.D. Um, like I said, there's been writings about Christians trying to calculate the birth of Jesus. Yes, we don't know when it actually is. Yes, it's th- Like Even the Bible doesn't say it's September 25th. You know, mm-hmm. when people try to say Jesus was a method, it's like these, you know, Horus and Isis and Osiris and trying to say they were born, even even they weren't even born September 25th. You know what I'm saying? The Bible right. doesn't even say he was born in September 25th. So that, that's a horrible even point to even bring up, when neither. Point even says they born you know what I'm saying, like right.
1: It's
0: not he's not born in 25th No one, like no really, honestly, everyone really knows Jesus wasn't born in at This point, we know that. Everybody knows that it was them trying to make an early guess because the Jewish, you know, calendar starts in March. Like that's the start of it in March, mm-hmm. like January, like it is with us. Like the Hebrew calendar is different, and them trying to do it, you know, count back from nine months prior to when Jesus was born to try to figure it out. That's what they were doing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That they were trying to make an educated guess on when Jesus' birthday was, and you know, and they just used that to celebrate his birthday. Like, do you really think Jesus, um, and literally Jesus is mad right now because they got the wrong birthday in heaven right now? Do you honestly think that?
2: Man, he is. He is fine.
0: You like? You really think he like, like? Honestly, like, let's just say, for instance, let's just say, for instance, right? Let's just say, for instance. Christians, they, they, they were like, you know what? They, you know, the Rome, they celebrate San Antonio, you know, on December 25th. Let's say that that's a thing. Like, mm-hmm. that's a fact. right? Let's say that's a thing. Let's just say Christians, like, you know what? This would be a cool time. This, let's, let's just celebrate Jesus' birthday this day. Jesus wouldn't care.
2: He would not care. Well,
0: let's just be honest. Jesus wouldn't care, bro. He would not care. And the reason why he wouldn't care, because who we are actually celebrating, that's what matters,
1: right? Mm-hmm.
0: That's what matters. Like, we have such a bad view of what worship actually is. You know what I'm saying? We have a bad view of what it actually looks like. Yeah. Who cares if they're celebrating the same time as some other people who want to celebrate their deity or whatever they want to celebrate? It has nothing to do with so- Christians want to celebrate the birth of Jesus. That's true. It literally doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, this is not me trying to say, like, you need to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Like, you don't have to, obviously. You don't got to. This, like This ain't necessary. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, like, if you do. There's literally nothing wrong with it. Even if the, that was like even if those memes circulating, all this stuff, you know, that's a, even if it was correct. It don't matter because of who you're who are you actually celebrating. You're not yeah. celebrating the same thing th- that the pagan Romans are. You're that's literally true. not. You're you're literally not. How many people are even celebrating this? The the, the, the stuff today.
2: I not I don't I have not heard of a center. Uh,
0: oh. Y'all arguing for something that no one even celebrates anymore.
2: Yep.
0: Like it even like it's just crazy, bro. Like it's crazy. <laughs> How many people why people like, do you know they're celebrating
2: it? I have not seen one there. there.
0: could be there could be some out there. I'm not saying, yeah, I,
2: I'm not saying yeah, I've I've never seen them. I've never,
0: no one's ever seen them. Yep. I, you, know, you can maybe find a YouTube video, sure. <laughs> I'm sure there's something out there. If you find please. it,
2: drop it, drop a video, man. We would love to see the people who worship.
0: Oh <laughs> so, please please let me, I just want to see it. Like, I mean, cause I'm pretty sure it is like, it's am pretty sure it is. But come on, bro. It's not the same thing.
2: It's not the same thing, man. And, and again, people core. you know, I think there's a saying in like, um, uh, actually it's a, I think it's a math. It's it's a, it's a philo- philosophical, uh, term as well, where it says, um, I think something about correlation. It does not always equal correlation. Doesn't equal, um, Oh my, and it's another c word. But basically, the 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 phrase is that just because something, uh, <laughs> just because something is like you know almost a coincidence. Oh, all oh, coincidence doesn't equal correlation, and so just because something is a coincidence. Oh, oh, you know, we saw you know Jesus, you know, Christian. Just because it's like a scholar saying that Jesus was uh was born in De- in December, and you know, in and and some in some pagan thing was in December, this was a, there's a correlation doesn't mean, I mean, a coincidence doesn't mean that there's a correlation between the two. It happens a lot of times, you know, and, and it's like, it, it just, it, there's no, <laughs> there is no, you know, reason to believe that. Cause you know, there's, you know, it, it just, that, that's, that's like saying like me, I've been walking down, you know, we went to, we went down the street, uh, walk down the street at the same time and, you know, therefore, you know, we must be brothers. Like, it's, it's just kind of weird. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, you know, that, that must be, you know, we, we, we both came from the same mother and father. It's, it's a weird type of, like, it just doesn't make any sense. You have to build up a case for that. Yep. What is, and, you know, so it just it just doesn't make any sense. So, And if you read the, the accounts, they're different. And so it just doesn't make any sense.
0: Honestly, really what it is is a genetic fallacy.
2: That's yeah, class, yeah.
1: a
0: genetic fallacy. Mm-hmm. And if you don't right. know what a fallacy is, a fallacy is, is, is something that could be deceptive, misleading, or a false notion or belief. You know what I'm saying? Right. Something that's right. misleading or unsound argument or deceptive. And a genetic fallacy is pretty much a, a dismiss of an argument or a claim just because of its origin or history. Right,
2: right. So, Again, right. So mm-hmm. pretty
0: much it's like, let's just say, for instance, Hitler's family produced like Volkswagen cars. Like, if they were the owner of Volkswagen, you know, they're evil Nazi people, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know you know the, how Hitler is, okay? So, that would be like me working there, driving their cars and promoting it to be a good mm-hmm. brand. Like me saying, I believe in what Hitler actually
2: believes. Right, right.
0: Just because of that's the origin it actually comes from. Just because it comes from a certain origin doesn't mean it hasn't changed and now this is what it is. Yep. You, have to, you have to look at the content of mm-hmm. what's being Actually, talked about that's, that's what matters. Like, what is the belief behind it? Like, what are you actually worshiping? Like, that's what actually matters. And you literally see genetic fallacy because, like I said, even though when you actually look at the history on most of the stuff, is majority of the stuff and all of it is capped anyway. But even to say, even if it wasn't, all of it really would be a genetic fallacy. If that's literally what it would be, it would be a genetic fallacy. And honestly, if you use the same logic when it comes to a lot of stuff, right? If you use the same logic, then a lot of stuff we would have to review like honestly water was used for spiritual practices yeah. butter chicken was used for spiritual practices like no one should be ordering from amazon anymore because that's based off of a uh, greek god i believe nike same with nike mm-hmm. yep. oh yeah take the nikes off you feel me like yeah. you go down a slippery slope when you play a game like that oh point, yeah absolutely at this point that's what you consider worship just because you're wearing it or something like that or because at the same time someone decided to worship whatever DDD was and you choose to worship somebody else versus what they worship. If you want to like that case, that's a slippery slope when it comes to like so many other different things that nobody obviously is gonna abide by. But like I said, when it comes to Christianity, then this that's when this stuff arise, you know what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's always similarities and things like that. When a lot of the stuff is cultural, of course. Oh yeah. A lot of it is culture. Like honestly with the Jews, they had like there was Egyptians that had an ark of a covenant, like some type of ark of a covenant, so did the Jews. But what did they use the ark for? Right. That's the that's the difference. Like the Egyptians, they were actually worshiping the, the idol on the ark.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: For the Jews, the ark, of the covenant kept like it was a holy thing that it kept a lot of personal like scriptures and things like that. That yep. like, and not even certain groups of people couldn't even be around it anyway. Yep. It wasn't Levi, you couldn't be around it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like we didn't worship the ark itself.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the
0: difference. The Egyptians they actually worshiped the idol that was on their ark.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's the difference.
1: Yep. Like.
0: That's what they do. It's a culture thing. It's, we're talking about East Mediterranean. Like, they all are in the same culture. So, of course, they're going to do stuff similar because it's in the same realm. There's going to be similarities. Like, anyone, right. any scholar, and anybody in history can literally tell you that. You know what I'm saying? But it's what are they, what's the difference that matters? And once you look at the differences, then you realize it's literally not the same thing. But people always want to talk about similarities. Like, you just said, like if you go to New York and if you go to every girl in New York, Queens, Harlem, Brooklyn, they all do things differently. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. They all, even though they all got the same, you know, talk and the same, you know, blah blah blah. They all rock the Yankee hat, but mm-hmm. all them pretty much rock the Yankee hat, right?
1: Uh-huh.
0: They are all not from the same borough. Yep. They all don't have They all have different. where there's a different swag, where there's a different way to carry themselves, yep. they all do something differently. So since they all rock a Yankee hat, that means all the boroughs are the same, and they all do the same thing. It's not. You got to look at the, diff- the difference. I'm pretty sure people from New York will literally tell you that. You know what I'm saying?
2: They definitely will tell you that. You know they, 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 you know know definitely like, tell you that.
0: Someone from Queens is not going to say they like people from, Bro- the, like people from Brooklyn mm-hmm. or from Manhattan. Say they like people from Manhattan, they probably slept.
2: Right. But that's
0: what we're trying to say. Just because there's similarities, there's going to be similarities. Yep. Of course. There's going to be similarities. Of course. But what are the differences?
2: You know, mm-hmm. And the differences are worlds apart, man. Worlds apart. Su- superficially, you know, superficially similar, but detrimentally different when you when you when right. you when you examine like what is actually said and what's going on. So, and that's what,
0: yeah. and that's what really matters is what the difference is. That's yeah. the whole of it, you know. what I mean, so, um, so yeah, like when it comes to traditions, like right, we're talking about the doctrines and the creeds and the things that happened way before us, because if it wasn't for that stuff. Christianity would not be where it's at today if it wasn't for You know what I'm saying? Like those creeds and things are actually important. They set foundations. Like mm-hmm. I get it. There's some traditions. Obviously, when we're talking about transatlantic slavery, obviously we shouldn't do this country shouldn't do that anymore. Duh. You know,
2: that,
0: that, that's a that, that's a that's a tradition that, that should never happen again,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? But there are traditions that set foundations and that you actually oh, yeah. that you actually need, right? There's even certain family traditions that you like. You want to keep ahead because it does set the foundation mm. of your family and things like that. Like, you like like all traditions and things are bad. They're not. You know what I'm saying? We're in this entire tradition kick where you just want to remove everything. But if you remove everything, they won't have knowledge of things. Yep. You'd be really set up. You know what I mean? And when it comes to Christianity, it's important to have these the the learned learn the, the learned creeds, to protect yourself, to know what it is to be a Christian, to know what it is to hear the truth, and know what the truth actually is, and when you don't hear the truth, like when you know the creed and you know the scriptures, and you hear something that's totally different, you're already gonna know that's not God, yes, yeah, like... you're already gonna know, right? But that's just because, like I said, in, in you know, in the global, global well, at least in the western side, at least over here, I'm not gonna talk about the east, the church in the east, right? but I'm talking about in the west, when we're talking about the global sea, like I think that's not done enough, like, so you get saved. We're more worried about fishing in the next group of people and repeating the process and then telling them to serve and, and that's it. But that's not helping people. It's not. It's not. You have to teach them. The doctors teach them how to read how to actually read the Bible. You don't know how to read the Bible. They don't know how to read the Bible. I didn't shoot. I had to learn myself how to read the Bible because no one really taught me how to actually read it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like how to how, how this is a totally different cultural book. it was written, you know, so many years ago, and how to actually read it and to learn the culture and customs so I can actually understand it and not to read it exactly from my Western lens because it's not a Western book and to understand what an idiom is and to understand. And once I actually got the knowledge of that, reading the Bible was actually a lot easier tons of easier. But it's like we're not teaching people even how to do that. We want to do Bible reading plans. The new believers, we're not teaching them even how to read it. They don't know what the heck is going on, learning that, okay. Someone actually wrote this. Who are they actually writing this to? Mm-hmm. Who, why they're writing this? What's going on? You know what I'm saying because it's written it's written in letters, it's written in, in, in book, stuff like that. It's not like, you know, uh, regular books. You know what I'm saying? It's not, you know, it is historical. It's written historically. So you ain't gonna read his something historical like like the way you're trying to read it. No, you're gonna read it differently. Like it's old. Yep. You know, read this book like so um so I think it's just really important that you know, if you are believing in Christ to learn like, with the core doctrines is of the faith. and Learning how to read your scriptures and stuff like that, because that's what protects you from a lot of stuff that's, you know, that's wild out here. Now mm. I'm not talking about certain little differences. Like, you can have your differences. And, you know, because there's, there's always going to be some type of debate. Oh, yeah. The Secondary thing that's not really, like, the core doctrine. Because the core doctrines is, like, that's, you're, you're a Christian. Like, you don't believe in it. You're not believing. It. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not like that. But I'm talking about, oh, should you, like, should you drink alcohol at all? Or should you? You know what I'm saying? No. Or... Once saved, always saved, or you can lose your salvation—type stuff. You know, that's a huge debate, obviously, too. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that, stuff that's not like against like the core, you know, the core doctrines, things like that. Like those, those type stuff. Like, yeah, you can have your differences and when it comes to that, but when it comes to like Jesus' divinity or the Trinity or him, you know, being resurrected, you know, resurrected, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Like those are the non negotiables Like those are if you're not believing in Christ, you know. I mean, if you're if you don't believe in those things, then you're not you're not believing in Christ,
2: right?
1: So.
0: I think it, you know, it is really important to to learn that stuff. And I, like I said, I, I get it. I get the whole like tradition type thing, like how you want to remove some of the stuff because, you know, there aren't there's tons of misinformation that can think mm-hmm. of and things, stuff like that. But just learn that the creeds and stuff that the, the core doctrines that were came up. Like I said, it was came to protect us. Right mm-hmm. when the Bible was literally versed, like it's so much stuff warning us about false teaching. And heresies and false prophecies, like it's so many warnings against it. Like it's 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 abundant. Like you could yep. so much. So it's, it's literally it's been like that since second century B.C. Where even Moses and the prophets were writing about false prophecy to make sure you test the spirits. And you know, and even even back then, like you even someone could lose their life if they said it's a false prophecy. Them saying they said, um, God says something he actually did. Right. And where you got Paul talking about there's people literally within the church leading people astray. Mm. out for them you know rebuke them stuff like that you don't yep. communicate them because they're teaching false problems like it's literally been warning they've they been jesus talking about there's gonna be people coming to my name even people that can do so-called miracles, miracles. Stuff, mm-hmm. So-called mm-hmm. they're gonna deceive many he says you know what i mean like it's been this stuff has been warning to us for so long yep. so that's why these core doctrines and things you know for me so amen so, do you have any final words before we get about
2: of here? Traditions are okay. Yes. They are okay. If they edify again, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, if they're lovely, if they're noteworthy, if they're praiseworthy, mm-hmm. if there's any excellence in them, if they are good, keep them. If they are trash, throw them out. Throw them away.
0: If it's against the Scripture or it's against the court, then yes, then go by mm-hmm. the wind. But That's the only way you're going to know unless you actually Start to read, start, you know, start to understand. So that way you already know. Like, if you start reading your Bible, there's going to be a lot of these so called famous pastors that you're going to be like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I like that
1: tradition. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? Like, as soon as you start reading, you start to actually, it'd be way easier to decipher what's really of God and what's not. Honestly. So, but, yep. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. We'll be back for another one, of course another spicy one, another good one. And I hope you guys um, can at least take what we're saying and at least investigate. Like we've, every, even if you think everything we're saying could be capped, depending on, you know, what your belief is and stuff like that. You know, I just pray that, you know, that you take time to actually find out the truth for yourself. Mm-hmm. Actually. Read yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like we even though we might show you some receipts, we want you to read stuff yourself. Don't read memes. Don't read books by biased people stuff like that. You read actual sources that talks about this stuff, yep. right? Like look on both spectrums, whether it's the believer spectrum and the unbeliever spectrum. Like look at all the spectrums actually find truth, because if you actually want to look for the truth, it's out there. Like it's not there's nothing you know, it's nothing to hide. But it, are you willing to spend the time and even the money to buy some of this stuff to actually read on your own? You know, what yep. I'm saying? so and like I said, you've always hit us up. I'll give you stuff to look at. I'll give you books and stuff to look at, because I try my best to read and everything. I possibly can, you know. We're in school, mm-hmm. get masters and not like we, we like we in it, like we in it. We ain't talking just to talk, like we be in it, like so, you yes, know. Indeed. So, well, yeah, we are out of here. Peace, peace.